Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 263rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-hosts. I guess you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mr. Maximus. And Viger. And we are here to bring you again another Pucklicious episode of the Puckle Podcast. Uh, so, uh, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, uh, where we are a podcast that talks about everything about Pokemon. And on top of that, we are a Pokemon community that you can check out at, uh, pucklepodcast.com if you're interested. I hope you, thank you for listening if you're new. Thank you for coming back if you're old. It's, uh, wonderful to have you guys here. Uh, in addition, uh, we are, yeah, we just, we do a lot of crazy things. So please come hang out with us. So I'm going to jump right on in though, guys, because this is the first real episode I got to do since Sun and Moon came out. I'm super excited. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you guys what you guys have been up to in Pokemon lately. <laughs> kind of a bit redundant, but just a lot of sun. <laughs> <laughs> Just you're way getting, too much Pokemon well, Sun. <laughs> you're getting you're getting some sun, or like uh, <laughs> just way too much Pokemon Sun. It's too cold outside to be doing stuff outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. It's supposed to snow here in like a couple of days. Mm. I don't know if it's the same by you, not by Maximus, of course, but by yeah. but by. <laughs> <laughs> I have it's it's getting colder, but being in Missouri, that can flip on its head as soon yeah, as absolutely because it's it's the midwest yeah missouri is the one place in the united states where you can experience all four seasons within the span of a week no, no joke. What was it? it was the other it was like it was like it was right before i went to uh went to uh washington i was uh i was getting my hair cut and i witnessed literally all of the weather within a 10 minute period here in ohio <laughs> I I went and got my hair cut. I walked out and it was it was it was raining. And I was just like, "Oh man, it's raining." So I I walk out to my car, it's raining, and then the rain instantly turns to sleet. Mm-hmm. Um 
And so it's sleeting for like another two minutes. And then the sleet turns to snow. And then afterwards, it uh, it became sunny. That's not good. <laughs> uh, we went we went through literally all of the weather in about ten minutes, like on my drive home from getting my hair cut. And yeah. it was uh, it was that that's that's the Midwest. Uh, uh, it also dropped like literally ten degrees in that ten minutes, like no joke. Like I had the little thermometer in my car, and I it just it was reading like fifty, and then it dropped to like thirty nine. Yeah, it was nuts. It just it dropped so fast because it's finally winter here in the Midwest. Winter is here. It's not coming anymore. It's here. <laughs> it's here. They warned us and we listened. Now it's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you, Maximus? What have you been up to? Well, I didn't. Well, not playing in the sun, but I was chilling under the moon. <laughs> and, and it is huh. fun. Extremely, extremely fun at night. Yeah, no, it's night been a, is better it's been than a day. lot of fun. These games were really fun. Uh, and I heard Magnum or Viger gave you a Magnemite, right? Or did you just catch a Magnemite? Oh, you just oh, catch it. Great, oh, you, you just call it. it. Never the, mind. You catch it at the greatest trainer school the Pokemon world has ever seen. <laughs> I love it. I oh, stopped yeah. for like five minutes when I first saw. It. I'm like. This is a gift from the gods. <laughs> so early. And, well, you could catch, I think the other game that you could catch it really early on, it was, uh, in black and white too. You could catch a Magnemite pretty early. I, I thought I you could, I thought you could catch it pretty early in the second gen games. Maybe. I'm not 100% certain on that, but you could very well be right. I don't know. I don't know enough about where Magnemite is in gen two to be able to tell you. I'm going to no. find out now because I'm really curious. Uh, and yeah. I already have Bulbapedia open because I was looking up stuff for trivia. Um, <laughs> Magnemite so let's, locations. Let's find out where Magnemite is uh, in Gen 2. Uh, let's figure this out. The uh, let's figure it out because somebody else is just like, man, I wonder where you catch Magnemite in Gen 2. Let's and see. so I can't be the only one. Um, Gold and silver, you encountered at Route 6. Route 6. However, Which one's Route 6? However early that is... Uh, Route Six is. Oh, that's that's in Canto still. I'm a dummy. Um, you want oh, like thirty eight or thirty nine? That would probably then that would yeah. Thirty eight, thirty eight, right after Equitique City. So it's like mid game. I'd say that's mid game. So yeah, this is the early. Extremely early. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. Is, this would be the this would be the earliest you would encounter. Yeah, literally. Think, yeah, because before moon, your first it, trial. It, look at look at uh its location in Sun and Moon. Oh, in Sun and Moon, it's root literally one. Route 1. Yeah. <laughs> route 1. <laughs> it's literally Route 1. Perfect. And it, it's, before, it's before, you know, a lot of... I mean, th- these games were just done so well because, like, the, oh, I, yeah. think the, I think the variety of Pokemon before you even get to that first trial is fantastic. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I, they, definitely get, they definitely do the thing where they try to hand you a fighting type before that normal type trial. And yeah. it's, it's fantastic. I went in with no fighting type. Yeah, I went in with a fighting type. I still went out victoriously. I I went in with a fighting type, and I really wish I wouldn't have because, like, I I was hoping to be able to see like the calling mechanic before I realized it was going to be because after the first trial, that's when the SOS mechanic kicks in for wild Pokemon. Yeah, and uh, but I was hoping to see the SOS mechanic because I didn't think it was going to happen that often, other than the totem Pokemon, and. I, I go in there because I caught a crab brawler at the berries right outside, and I just I thought crab brawler was the coolest thing. And yeah, it still is the coolest thing, but we can talk about that later. 
I get um, why you call it the coolest thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I go, I go in the trial, and so I'm playing Moon like Maximus is. So instead of just having a normal type Pokemon who's just like times two times weak to uh, fighting, we we got the Raticate, which is Dark Normal. So it's a four times weakness to fighting type. Right, and so I, and you pick up the brick break, uh, the brick break TM when you're in that trial. There's yeah. so so much handholding in that first island. Let's let's not even talk <laughs> well, about. It, but you've like, also got to understand it's like most people. I would like to say a good chunk of players for Sun and Moon have probably come from the uh, Pokemon Go bandwagon. That's true. So they're like, probably yeah, that's they're all- probably not yep. riding on. They're not riding on all the strats that we are. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah, that was all fine and dandy, but this is where the real. Real mm-hmm. strategy comes into these, play instead of just of, clicking as fast as you can. Speaking of which, these games have done fantastic. I know. Um, I, like, like the sales numbers are just, like, I really wish I would have looked at sales numbers way more than, like, starting a few months ago. Um, because, let me let me see if I can pull up the numbers. Prepare uh, uh, to be blown away. Oh, my gosh, because they these were fantastic. Like, they they just, like... Have, it's been they're, they're literally left and right. Yeah, they are literally the number one uh, more best-selling games in Nintendo history. Uh, not not just pre-orders like we mentioned like a few months ago, but like it's just fantastic. Like they've already sold three point seven million copies. It hasn't even been a month yet. Move over, um, move over Wii, Wii Sports, move over Super Mario 64, and yeah. move over original Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, Here comes it's nuts. Sun and Moon. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it's on pace with, uh, I guess it looks like Pokemon X and Y. Pokemon X and Y sold about 4 million units in the first weekend. And so uh, that's also about what Sun and Moon have sold. But right. it's the hype, I just feel, was way more than like ever anticipated. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no. Sun and Mo- or uh, X and Y didn't sell four million units. They sold they sold one point five million units the first week. Oh, um, so practically doubled. Yeah, it, it's just nuts. It's larger than I believe X and Y and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire combined were in their first week. Jeez. And so that's like the player base is just so large, which is going to be fantastic at least for the next few months while the hype's still going. Yeah. Um, and I mean the first the first like three four months are fantastic because everybody's playing the games during that point, and you just get you can just like run into people and stuff like that. I, I love it. But uh, yeah, as for me, I've been playing Pokemon Moon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing. I, I've almost I'm finished all, the Pokedex, and that's what I'm uh, currently working on. As yeah, well. I'm like I'm about I think uh, six out because I've been waiting for Sunny for for the sun to be out and Moon. So at night, well, I, I, think play. There's a, I think there is a workaround for that, and we can. There, there is a workaround, and we'll talk about that during the topic that's, today. That's in the topic, but, yeah. Yeah, the topic today is tips and tricks in Pokemon Sun and Moon, so that's part of it. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, how to how to play the game most efficiently and uh, do things well. So uh, yeah, we'll just cut it there. Uh, we got some news to talk about actually, because I haven't oh. done a, a, a real news segment for like three weeks. So yeah. let's let's jump right on into it uh and let's let's cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. 
the news, as always, is uh, is just going to be what we think about. Or I'm going to have you guys discuss it as well when I bring it up. Uh, first off, Sun and the Moon came out. We kind of announced this already uh, in the past few <laughs> But uh, that came out. I get to say that as a news piece, though, yet. So that's out. Uh, Sun and the Moon's out. So a lot of things are coming out. I'm actually looking to get one of the hardcover guides. I'm a big fan of those, just as personal. Uh, I don't know if you guys are not. But I'm, um, I'm a big fan of those. Really. Yeah, I have like the X and Y one. It's a nice like dust jacket and everything. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I just um, have a the lo- uh, black and white one. Mm-hmm. Is that one hardcover or the- no? It is. It is a hardcover. One really? That oh man. Came with that. I got with the game when I got it. That's super nice. I just like collecting the hardcover ones. Um, I just think they look fancy on my shelf. I can look like I'm a Pokemon professor, but not really. <laughs> um. Okay, and so. <laughs> Uh, and so let's move on then. Uh, so if you're still playing Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and X and Y, uh, Meloetta has started as an event uh, a couple days ago on December 1st. Right. So you can get that until December 24th. You can go download that from the Nintendo Network, um, which is really odd to think about that we're in 7th gen, but there's a 6th gen event going on right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meloetta's out, though. Uh, you can go get one. And you can also go get the uh, Meloetta Generations box, which I did earlier today. And I'm thankful because now I'm done opening Generations packs. <laughs> uh, though those have fun those have been fun packs to open um yeah because they're typically like they're like three rares in there all the time and right it's it's a lot of fun i don't know you i have you you have you guys opened the generations pack successively like i have and you know just made yourself awful yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember i, I had I that uh, it yet. i remember at a PocoCon, i had the big yeah, like that's right. elite trainer box 20th mm-hmm. anniversary one and that had yeah. a whole bunch of generation boosters and everything i got way too much good stuff in there as usual as you, well you get spoiled by those de- those uh packs those packs yeah. legitimately like they, they will have a good ex in them i'd say about 30 percent of the time yeah i'll have an ex in them like it's fantastic but there it's over now the 20th anniversary is winding down so we're gonna have to wait another five years till we can celebrate something um, 25, man. 25 yeah 25 i feel like that one's gonna be just as big as the 20th uh i feel like yeah a quarter of a maybe century <laughs> yeah maybe more i feel like that's gonna be even bigger yeah that'll be maybe ninth gen who knows uh wait till the 50th oh <laughs> we're gonna be shaking <laughs> our 50th. walking sticks at everybody and be like back in my day there were only <laughs> 151 pokemon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't no, know if I'll be shaking my cane I'm at so anybody. Gonna be, I'm so going to be that guy. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, Pokemon 2000. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> um, so uh, also, if you're a real big fan of the Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, music, I, I like doing this ever since X and Y came out. So I guess not that long ago. I always buy the uh, soundtracks, though, for the games. I'm a, and they're always available on iTunes. You can't get hard copies in the U.S., but you can in Japan. It makes me really upset. Um, but yeah, I downloaded it on iTunes actually today because it was just released, I believe, either today or the other day uh, on iTunes. Um, so you can you can download the Pokemon Sun and Moon soundtrack now. Um, it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited for it. Uh, well, I haven't listened to it yet because it's Christmas time, so I've been listening to Christmas music. Uh <laughs> So, but just wait, December 26th, Pokemon Sun and Moon soundtrack, all day, every day. Uh, all day, every day. Uh, in some bigger news, though, we do have Empoleon being added to Pokken as a, as a fighter, which I think yep. is super interesting. You both of you have played Pokken, right? Yep. Played uh, 
mm-hmm. was actually it, it did seem like me at, at PuckleCon, me and, and Maximus were both like squaring off against each other, like who was the best because we kept going back and forth all the time. Yeah, I don't really. I was maining, I think Gardevoir, and I think you were maining Garchomp. I think I'm not. I don't really remember specifics, but I do remember that each of us just kept winning over the other. Hmm. It was epic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds. Uh, I, I, that sounds like a lot of fun, honestly. Uh, but I'm poly- I, I've been really upset because I, I think this finally rounds out the uh, the character selection screen. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I think Empoleon fills it up now. Or there might be a slot for one more. Um, because we had all speculated a really long time ago that there were slots on the character selection screen for, I think, four more Pokemon. And so Empoleon's the fourth that they've announced, which is fantastic. Um, I really like the Pokemon that they've chosen as fighters. Um, yeah. And I would really like them to make this DLC on the Wii U version, please. Um, please. It's not <laughs> dead yet. I swear it's not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep telling yourself that, Viger. Keep telling yourself that. Hey, I don't own one, first off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're, uh, it, it, the Wii U is pretty much dead, but... Uh, yeah, it, w- it would be nice to it would be nice to get like one last hurrah update to Pokin before would, anything happens. This would be nice to play as Darkrai Scizor and now Empoleon. Uh, Darkrai Scizor, uh, somebody else was announced too, I believe, um, and got added to that. Oh yeah, Krogunk. Yeah, Krog Krogunk. Yeah, that's right. Wait, You're wait. Right. I thought Krogunk was an assist. He was. Nope. He is an assist and a and fighter. A fight. So he can assist himself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious, what? actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, See, yeah, that's Maximus. That's... He's a fighter. What? Yeah, it's the little Mac effect. <laughs> First, you start off well, assisting people, then you start helping yourself. <laughs> yeah, but this like it's 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 kind of weird, like having double like right there, like saying Krogunk, Krogunk. Like, I mean, they're Pokemon. Bet... There's more than one Krogunk in the world. Yeah, I bet. Well, I bet 100. percent It was based off the popularity of Brock Krogunk. Yeah, I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, no, I think I think it's interesting though. Like, I love that they've picked if they've picked a fighting type Pokemon. It's not like the most popular fighting type Pokemon, you know? <coughs> Blaziken. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Minus Blaziken. Uh, <laughs> minus Blaziken. I think Machamp was a good choice. I think I think a number of Pokemon that they chose were were a very good choice. And it's a very good spread, and it's fan. I. I want to play as Empoleon. <laughs> Let me play as Empoleon on my Wii U because I can't. I can't play on a cabinet because I don't live in Japan. Like I'll pay yeah. DLC to get Empoleon. <laughs> Please, I'll buy a yeah. plane ticket to get over to those arcade machines. <laughs> yeah. to There's do it. two of them in the United States. I know a guy I can bunk with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, that's 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 Empoleon. Um, also, the VGC 2017 rules were fully announced uh, earlier this week. So we have the full rules for VGC if you plan on going to any official competitions. And these are actually for the rules for the uh, international challenge that's happening next week. Um, the Pokemon must be in the Alola decks. That's for one. Uh, so you have a you have a roster of 300 there to choose from. Um, and then Mega Stones are banned. No Megas, which is fine. That's understandable. It's an old mechanic. They want to they get away from it. And it'll be really interesting, actually, to see no Megas on yeah. teams. Um, they've 
banned the following Pokemon. Zygarde, Cosmog, Cosmoim. Is that how you say it? Cosmoim? I, I think I think that is right. Cosmoim. Cosmoim? It's not Eum, because Cosmo-um. the E comes, yeah, comes no after I, the O. No it's I-U-M, weird. So yeah. Cosmoim? Cosmoim? Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. Solgaleo, Sol- Lunala, uh, Necrozma, and Magearna are all banned. Um, so you'll notice certain Pokemon uh, that are that you can catch uh, are allowed, such as the uh, Ultra Beast. Oh, Those yeah. are allowed. Yeah. Um, the Ultra Beasts are banned. No, they're not banned. They're allowed in the. They're not. Oh boy, that's good. No, no. Well, you guys, you guys might be scared of this, and uh, I, 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 we've had, I've had a chance to actually play around with some of this in both the singles meta and in the VGC meta, and uh, I only had to catch them to realize how broken they are. Singles, I haven't caught a single one. Singles, yeah, singles. They're not bad. Um, there, I don't think they're going to be, uh, over centralizing. There is one that we, we talked about this last week more in depth, um, which I, I'm going to announce something after this, um, uh, about that. But, uh, it, we're, we've, uh, we, there's one of them that's kind of bad, but the rest, th- so their stats are so polarized towards being good at like one thing that it I, really makes them not that great. And they can definitely get, knocked down in tiers in the way they're being played. Now, I think for a while you're going to see at least one Ultra Beast on every team. Yeah, but that's just one. That's just going to be for a while, but I don't think they're going to be over-centralizing like uh, Primal Kyogre and Primal Groudon were last yeah. year. Which which uh, which uh, Ultra Beast do you think will see the most competitive use? Oh, that's a good question. I think Celesteela I think, right now is really yeah, good. In, just uh, because in, of its durability and it's got immunity to ground as well. Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's a very interesting Pokemon in general, and its stats are are quote unquote well rounded. And I think I think that one will see a lot of use. And just having um, Beast Boost as its ability. Yeah, Beast Boost in general, and it's it's very it's very easy to manipulate uh, Celesteela stats to be one of four stats that get Beast Boost. Right. Um. And so that 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 right there. And but my I think the biggest question that I would have is, can and I don't know if this has ever been a thing, and I'm currently looking this up, but maybe you can answer faster. Yeah. Does Eevee naturally learn Baton Pass? Does Eevee naturally yeah. learn it? Uh, or can I so. Eevee learn the I think pass? it can learn it. Um, let me double check, though. Yeah, I'm um, just going right through its moves so, right now. If it's uh, even possible. Baton Pass that, right here. Um, Eevee Evo does Extreme. get it. He learns it at level 33. Oh, boy. That Evo Extreme boost is going to be... I, I don't see that being an issue because that takes a turn, right? Still, um, it's just like... But yeah, if you can baton to... pass that, I, I feel like it's super gimmicky, though. In doubles, yes. you probably won't... In doubles, you probably won't see it in VGC because you'll be able to double target it and be like, okay, I'm going to take you out because I know what unless you're Unless you do. have a follow me. Yeah, unless okay. you have a follow... Unless you have redirection. I mean, it's going to... It feels like a... Uh, so in... I don't know how much of VGC 16 you watched, Viger. But uh, uh, yeah, there wasn't much like stat swapping. It was more uh, Smeargle and Primal Reverse. <laughs> well, well, no. So not only that, but there is a team that was quote unquote called the Big Six, and so Xerneas was part of that team. And one of its big things was using Geomancy, which uh, yeah. gives it times two speed, times two special attack, and I believe yeah. times two special defense. Um, and so it was, it was that that I was wrote. very that was very big. And but the difference there is you didn't have to use Geomancy. 
and then baton pass it to somebody else. You just had to use geomancy, and then yeah, Darnius could just sweep. Exactly, and so I see, I see Eevee, Eevee Z move. First of all, you're also wasting a Z move slot as well. True for Evo boost. Yeah, for Evo boost. So there, there's a lot of things that yeah. play into that. I, I can see, I can see somebody trying to gimmick it. Yeah, I, like I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Like if it made a top eight just once during the year, I wouldn't be That'd surprised. Be interesting. <laughs> like that's where I'll put it. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, VGC is going to be very interesting this year. Just with the Z moves and all the new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. As it's it gonna. Is. I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see where it goes. Um, I'm going to play in it obviously myself as well. I plan on going to a few regionals. So, yep. That's where we are. And that little so, thing and that little thing called PuckleCon. Yeah. Well, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens there. Uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to wrap up real quick. We we got actually like a lot of responses about the uh, podcast we did last week. Which was um, a competitive overview, and so with yeah. the success of that, I'm uh, we are considering doing a uh, competitive podcast on a monthly basis. Um, that wouldn't be the main show, obviously. I want to keep the main show a little bit more casual, a little bit more friendly to coming into competitive and stuff like that. So uh, somewhere where we're going to be like dropping calcs, telling you how to play some Pokemans, uh, we might do that <laughs> once a month. We're gonna we're gonna try to do uh, an episode this month. So watch out for that. And uh, we'll see how that goes. And if it works out, maybe it'll be a monthly show that we'll keep around forever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, forever we're, just, we're just coming up with content all the time. So that's it for the news, guys. Uh, we are going to switch it on over to trivia. So we are going to go quiz our co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge and Puckles Poke Quiz. And on to Puckles Pokey Quiz. So we're into Puckles Pokey Quiz here. And uh, so this is the segment of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, of course, guys, as always, lower those browsers. You don't get to use that today. Um, there are going to be five questions. You guys are going to be working as a team and uh, trying to answer these questions. One of these questions will have a bonus point. You also have access to one hint if you need it. Um, now, if you get all of the questions correct without using the hint you will be able to just cash that hint in for an extra point. So that, th- remember that? That's a new mechanic we came up with recently. Um, so oh, so uh, we can just choose not to use the point at all and just save it till the end. Yeah, you, okay, so if you, you can, uh, if you get, you have to get all five, you have to get five points though to be able to cash the hint in for a point. Ah, uh, that, that makes I sense. See. You have to get them all correct. You just don't have to get the bonus point. Um, so we are going to jump right on in then if you guys are ready. Yep. I have five questions here for you. All right. So also you guys are competing for it's first point. It's first to 30. Remember that, uh, you are competing for a puckle hoodie, um, custom made for you. I made one for myself, so I'm wearing it right now actually. Uh, but you will get a custom puckle hoodie if you win. So the stakes are high. Nobody's at, nobody's like close to 30 yet. So, um, it's still anybody's game depending on how free and much you want to podcast. All right. (laughs) We are going to jump on in then. Okay, question number one. I think this one's a pretty reasonable question. What is the highest level Pokemon owned by an NPC trainer in the main series games? One minute to answer this. Uh, 
this is anyone's question? This is yeah, no, you guys are working as a team. Okay. I'd almost have to say, and I'm thinking I'm thinking Battle Chateau X and Y, when you have when you're like fully leveled up and you've the like you're the uh highest level that you can go in the Battle Chateau. I'm thinking uh, one of Diantha's Pokemon is like in their eighties or even like Mount Silver Red Battle. I feel like because they're in like their eighties. Do we have to say the Pokemon or do we have to say the trainer? Either one will be fine. So yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Actually, another thing about I think because I haven't seen a trainer at all with any Pokemon level eighty or above except for Red in either Gold Silver, Heart Gold, Soul Silver on top of Mount Silver. Mm. Unless you can think of anything else as well. No, I, I was kind of thinking about fourth gym, but I said none of them even got that high. The highest I remember is 60 from that gym. Yeah. All right. I'm going to need an answer. All right. I guess red, heart gold, soul silver, gold, silver. That is yeah. correct, actually. Uh, yes. Red's Pikachu is uh, the highest level NPC in heart gold, soul silver only. It's the, He got a buff in heart gold, soul silver. Yeah. Um, the Pikachu is level 88 in that game, which is the highest NPC uh, Pokemon that you can ever battle in any Pokemon game. Uh, except, I believe there's a level 100 Arceus. Fl- oh, wait, no, there's a level 80 Arceus in uh, in uh, Diamond and Pearl. And prior to HeartGold, Silver, that was the highest level one you could do. Um, and that was uh, only at the, with the Azure Flute that didn't exist, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> naturally coming across it, no way. Yeah, naturally, yeah, you're not going to do that. All right, good. You guys got a point then. All Whoop right. Whoop. All right, so here we go. Uh, this one, this one, I think uh, this is going to be uh, tailoring to you, Viger. Um, oh boy! Question number two: uh, Who is the lightest Steel type Pokemon by weight? Like who who weighs the less Steel type? Oh man! Okay, that's um. I don't. Let me think. Um, well, uh, it's not Steelix. Uh, <laughs> <it>, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, at first, I was thinking Magnemite, but then I'm thinking unevolved, incredibly teeny weeny Pokemon, and I'm thinking Clefki. How, how much does Clink weigh? Clink, well, there's two gears to that body, so I want to say probably 10-ish pounds, maybe. Let me Google. No. Uh, I'd almost have to say it would be Clefki, because he's just incredibly small for his size. I know Magnemite weighs at about, like, 5 to 10 pounds. But Clefkey's even smaller than Magnemite. And I want to because I've never seen any other Steel-type Pokemon as small as Clefkey. Unless you can think of another, like, super lightweight Steel-type Pokemon. Nah, like, Clink's the only one I was thinking of when I was thinking small. Because everybody yeah, else right. is pretty big. I'm We're thinking, looking for an answer. I don't unless you're talking about Aaron, but... I'm almost having Aaron. to say Clefkey's about even smaller than one Clink body. So I'd almost have to say Clefkey. You're well, okay with- size really didn't he say wait was it weight or size weight weight and that's what I'm saying is like Clefkey is incredibly small like one of the gear bodies for Clef- for a uh, clink Clefkey's smaller than that I believe so Clefkey yeah I can go Clefkey Clefkey yeah. That is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, Klefki is pretty light. It only weighs uh, three kilograms uh, or six pounds. 
which is still pretty heavy for keys, honestly, six pounds. Uh, but the lightest one is actually Jirachi. All right. At 2.4 pounds. I keep forgetting Jirachi's part steel type. Yeah, Jirachi is uh, Jirachi is steel type, and he weighs only 2.4 pounds. Ah, uh, did not even cross my mind there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, that's incorrect. So, you guys get knocked out of the running for using that hint as an extra well, bonus point. So, you can use the hint now whenever you need to. We can still use it, right? Yeah, you can still use the hint. You just can't cash it in for an extra point. So, if you don't use it, you lose it, essentially. Ah. Uh. All right. So this is uh, this next one is going to be uh, a little bit easier, hopefully. Uh, so it, this is uh, this is a pretty standard question. I like to include one of these in there just to try to give people a better idea for Pokemon and their their bulkiness and stuff like that. Uh, so including Mega Evolutions and also now Generation Seven Pokemon, uh, what normal type Pokemon has the highest base defense? Highest base uh, defense. Right. You, said including, any, you said including Gen Seven, and including Mega Gen Evolution. Seven, but I, I'll I'll tell you right now that it's not Gen Seven. So it can also it's, be a Mega Evolution Pokemon as well. Game, so. Hmm. Okay. Base defense. Yeah. Base highest defense. base defense of a normal type Pokemon. Biggest. You know, bulkiest. It's funny. I can tell you the regular special defense, but I can't tell you regular defense. Really? Well, yeah. special defense is easy because that's like Chansey or Blissey. Yeah, yeah, but they're not normal type anymore, I think. Are they normal type? Yeah, they're no, still normal Chansey's type. Still, they're still normal type, okay. Yeah, both of them are. Just the wiggly tough line got fairy type added to it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, but base defense, physical defense, normal type. So I'm thinking large, bulky, normal types. Also, for, don't remember you have your hint as well. True. And he also said including, it could be Aldino, Mega Aldino. Audino? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. That has a big special defense. I mean, special I'm going to need an answer here in the next 20 seconds. I'll, I'll leave this one to you, Maximus, because you seem to know a little bit more about stat distribution than I do in this I'm going to go with... Man, I really... Because I'm trying to remember the one I built. I think it could be Mega Audino. I'm thinking, but... Uh, I'm going to exactly. need an answer. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, Mega Audino. That is correct. Ooh. Mega Audino is the highest has the highest base defense of any uh, normal type Pokemon with a base one twenty six defense, which is actually Jeez. really paltry compared to other types. Like, I was looking through it and I'm like, wow, there are no defensive normal type Pokemon. Uh, nope. <laughs> I think the next the next one was uh, Regigigas with like base one ten, and then the one after that was Slaking with one hundred, and then everything else is lower than a hundred. And it's just like, there are just no bulky normal-type Pokemon. Nope. Okay, no, that's no, no, good. I that just... gives you guys two points for the day, though. Uh, that's two points. There we go. Uh, so here we go. Um, we're going to ask you question number four. Now, this one's going to include a bonus point, and this one's a little bit uh, a little bit different than our normal questions. Okay. So, excluding Arceus, uh, the Chansey Evolution family has the most in-game items associated with them. This also includes Type Null now. Uh, he has just as many items as Arceus. Uh, but yeah, uh, not type null, Silvoli, I should say. Um, yeah. But so there are four. There are four in-game items associated with the Chansey line. Um, I'm gonna say one for breeding, one for evolution, and two for battle. What are these items? And so this is the way it's gonna go. You can get two points from this question. You'll get one point if you in, if you name two of these items. 
Uh, one, you'll get your extra point if you just name one of these additional items, and if you name all four, you get bragging rights, and you can tell everybody else that you got them right. Okay. Uh, so well, I know, I know one, one, of, uh, one of them. Um, the, the lucky egg Disney and the points. oval stone. The lucky egg and the oval stone. Oh, well, there you go. Those are two of them. So, there's, but there's now, the punching item that you because I remember getting that. Um, what's that called? Not, Dizzy Punch? It's a chance you get hits. That's a... Uh, Dizzy Punch is a TM. Or at least it's an attack. Yeah, attack. But it's, an, it's like a boxing glove spring. Like uh, I don't... I've of? never seen that sort of thing before. Also, I, you still have the I hint as well. I recently in Pokemon Moon. Uh, I remember uh, that. Just... So I know we've got one point at least, but... Uh, so Lucky Egg, Oval Stone. Then there's two attack-related items for the Chansey Blissey line. Um, and I'm I'm drawing like a massive, massive blank right here. One for breeding, one for evolution, and two for battle. One for uh, evolution is the Oval Stone. I know the Lucky Egg. It's just doubles I know the up. Boxing glove one. Uh, I just can't uh, think of. I'm gonna name. need an answer, or you're gonna need to use the hint. One of the two. Uh, I mean, we could double points. Is this worth using the hint on? If we could double points if we use the hint. Yeah. You want the hint? Make up that one point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's say um, these are all luck-based items. They're all, they're all, well, most of them are luck based. Their luck is in the name. Okay. So, yeah. Lucky, lucky egg is punch. one. There we go. Lucky punch is the third. There so, we there's go. the lucky And then egg. four will just give you bra- bragging rights if you can think of it. If um, we could find it. So, we have lucky egg, lucky punch, the oval stone, which evolves Happini into Chansey. Mm-hmm. One more after that. Uh, Wait, how does well, Chansey turn into Bliss? I think high friendship. Yes. Or... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you guys off there because I gave you two minutes. Um, okay. So you do get both points because lucky punch, lucky egg, and luck incense are three of those items. Uh, uh, lucky eggs are always found on uh, Chansey in the wild. Lucky punches are as well. It gives Chansey like high critical hits, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oval stone, mm-hmm. as Viger mentioned, uh, evolves Happiny into Chansey. Uh, the fourth, uh, which I'm really surprised you guys didn't get, is the luck incense. Let's see, I didn't think the incense was like. Yeah, it's the one for Related. breeding. But uh, yeah, the one for breeding because it's the only, it only oh, works with chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, you got two points though, so that gives you a total of four for the day so far. So good job there, and you have one question left. Um, All right. So hopefully you guys can get this. I think you can. Um, so question number five: What is the highest level a Pokemon evolves from its base form to its stage one Pokemon? form what is the highest level that that will occur at so the highest first that one more time because yeah that's fine what is the highest level that a pokemon will evolve from its base form into its final form at see it's it's a stage one i gave that away but i have to was a volcrona isn't it i'd almost have to say it's high dragon because that's in high dragons in the 60s that base no, form, base form to. One? Oh, stage Wait, you one. Say evolve in the stage 
stage one or yeah, into stage one, into into stage one, into stage stage one. one. Okay, okay. on that's stage two. Yeah, that's a stage two. Never mind. He he said final form, and that's what. Yeah, final form. So it's a two. It can only be like a two stage evolution from its base form to its final form. Okay. I think it's. I apologize. That was my poor wording. Then yeah, I would almost have to say it would be Larvesta to Volcarona, but then what level does that occur at? We don't need the level. Oh, I thought that's what the question was asking. No, I mean, not what level, just which Pokemon. Which Pokemon? Then I would have to say, yeah, Volcarona. Is that your final answer? Maximus? Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. It is Volcarona, uh, Larvesta to Volcarona, and that happens at level 59. All right. So that gives you guys (laughs) uh, five points. Uh, Five points. And so that, let me update my chart real quick and then we'll, we'll wrap up this segment here. So that actually, well, first of all, that puts Viger on the board. Uh, <laughs> so Viger is on the board with five points. Um, uh, that puts Viger on the board with five points. Maximus, you're getting five points added to your score of four previously. So that gives you nine points. And so our standings are the following. Once I click the, uh, click the sort button here. We're going to sort by column B, and we're going to go from largest to smallest. And Jushiro is in first place with 19 points. Gator falling closely behind with 16. Whimsicott in third place with 13 points. Shamu in fourth place with 12 points. Bosephus in fifth with 10. Snag and Maximus tied for sixth place with 9 points. Viger in eighth place with 5 points. And Ethan in ninth place with 4 points. So, good job there, guys. Also, you're all very close to like taking over first place like regardless of who you are you just gotta be you're just a few shows away nobody's like destroying it like gator was before (laughs) so that's it for pokey quiz this week guys we will be right back at you after the short break with the topic and welcome to the topic so the topic today if you've read the episode title or listened to us at the beginning of the show is tips and tricks for pokemon sun and moon so this is stuff if you're uh, playing the game right now and you're trying to figure out like some easier ways. This isn't so much the quality of life stuff that's existed, but things that'll make playing the game easier, filling up that Pokedex easier, and stuff like that. So uh, let's jump right on in. Um, so with the Festival Plaza, the most confusing way to ever play online. Uh, I, I don't know. That's my opinion. I don't know if it's your guys' opinion. I, I, yeah, honestly, I still don't have the stuff on that Plaza. Dude, yeah. After the... Uh, after the PSS, I just feel like we've been so gypped with the Festival Plaza. Like, yeah. It's just, the PSS spoiled us so bad. I don't really know what else to do with it. Uh, well, the festi- we could talk about the Festival Plaza in an episode of its own, because I think there's a lot there. It, it's very reminiscent of Joint Avenue, and there's so many mechanics that I did that on, uh, I did my own episode there. But if you're in the Festival Plaza and you do trade via GTS or you trade via a random passerby or something like that, the equivalent of a passerby, I should say, um, you uh, can actually add their friend code very easily by just going inside the uh, little uh, festival castle in there. You can actually mm-hmm. meet them and like add their friend code. So that's that's a neat little tip, and I think that's really nice because friend codes. Hopefully, they're dying in the next console. Hopefully, um, fingers crossed. I've been hoping <laughs> for friend codes to die for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> Because they, it's just really hard to memorize a string of 12 numbers to tell your friends so they can contact you. Yeah. Uh, granted, they've made it easier uh, outside of this to like get, make friend codes transfer, but I hope that we can just start using accounts like Nintendo Network IDs. I think that would be great. 
All right. Um, so yeah, that's that's my first little tip. Uh, that comes from Gator actually. Gator is really big on that one. Um, so. Uh, so there's a few other things. Uh, what we were alluding to at the beginning of the show, Viger, is how you can switch it between day and night. Um, yes. So this is. So I, I think this might get into spoiler territory. Uh, okay, so the game's been out for stuff. two weeks, and we're a Pokemon podcast. True. So I hope people <laughs> expect it at this point. Um, so yeah, there there are some slight spoilers here. Um, so you do catch the cover legendary in the game. Surprise, surprise, right? Surprise. Uh, <laughs> who would have thought? Um, so, but if you haven't noticed yet, um, the cover legendary evolves from Cosmog. I feel like that's just so heavily, like, implicated throughout the whole thing. Cosmog Actually, I was a, and then I was Cosmog. A, I, knew, I knew Cosmog was a huge thing, but what I didn't realize was it evolving into the cover legendary. Because, yeah, we, well, it got leaked had- very, it got leaked accidentally through, uh, uh, the, uh, TCG boxes with the giant, like, Lunala GX and Solgaleo EX. Well, I didn't look they at should, those, so yeah, didn't it, spoil it, myself there. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Solgaleo and Lunala actually evolved from them. Um, so, which is interesting to have the first legendaries evolve from something. Yeah, and what's even more interesting is you need to get well, Cosmog and a Cosmome to uh, to fill up your Pokedex. True. What were you going to say, Ma- Maximus? No, I, I, I'm going to take back that well because it's not like I, you said um, evolving or something. That's different what I was thinking of. Yeah, because I'm uh, thinking of the whole Manaphy. Fion oh, it's not now, like Man- but... Manaphy Fion, unfortunately, because you can't breed Lunala or Solgaleo to get one. Um, you so you get one Cosmog, and that's it. Yeah, you can get another Cosmog though, uh, other uh, than Nebby, right? Um, if you take your cover legendary after you beat the game. And you go to the altar of the sun slash moon, depending on what game you're playing. And you go there during the day in during moon. the day in moon and the night in sun. There's actually an ultra wormhole thing or whatever. I don't know what you want to yeah. call it. It is and it is some sort of like rift. I don't yeah, there's some rift, and if you take them there, you actually get transported to another dimension where it's uh, daytime or it's nighttime and moon daytime and sun so it's the opposite it's, time it's and 12 hour it's a 12 hour difference he has a 12 hour time difference entered. and so you can go actually to it's not the altar it's like the temple of the sun and temple of the moon i'm not sure lake of the lake of the lake, sun lake, lake of the, of the you're right viker um and there you can get a cosmog and now fun fact i'm going to segue into another fun little piece of information when it comes to that cosmog that you get um i know a lot of people are probably going to try to soft reset for natures Right. It turns out that if you uh, use the ability synchronize, like you should be doing if you're trying to catch the Tapu Coco, the Tapus for uh, competitive use and trying to get the right natures and stuff, um, you can use in a Pokemon with the ability synchronize, right? To uh, 50% of the time, the Pokemon that you catch will have that Pokemon, the synchronized Pokemon's nature if it's at the front of your party. Yes. Um, but that's actually 100% effective on the Cosmog that you get at the lake of the moon slash sun. Fun fact. <laughs> hmm. So uh, you can make sure you can nail down that nature. This also works for the type null that you can get from uh, from Gladion after the game is over. So that that's also a good tip to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, this day-night switch, this portal stays open after you do this. So you can actually go between day and night time on your game with your cover legendary. Hmm. Afterwards. So it's really nice if you're trying... Because there's a lot of time-based evolutions in this game. 
Uh, a lot of yes. them, I should say, like a lot, uh, <laughs> more than I I would have I would have cared to have. Right. Mm-hmm. So th- this this is definitely really helpful for filling up your Pokedex. A lot of these are going to be very helpful for filling up your Pokedex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they will be. Yeah, so that that's super helpful. I think yeah, because you have like Lucario and then Lorantis and then Marowak. There's a, lo- there's a then- lot of Pokemon that in the Alolan decks that just evolve under very specific circumstances. Yeah, there are. And it's just figuring out how they all evolve. And then I'm literally like categorizing different boxes of like, okay, these Pokemon all evolve from high <laughs> friendship. All these Pokemon evolve from trading items. All these Pokemon evolve with this specific niche thing. Yep. And it's just one Pokemon that does it. Yep. But still, it's, it's really it's, nuts. It's really nuts. It's, it's a lot. Um, so a uh, few other things, um, so, Pokepelago. This is super important. We were talking about this. Uh, uh, we were talking about this in between the show, actually. Uh, there's a lot of things Poke to do. Pelago. I love Pokemon. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's way better than the Festival Plaza. Yeah, I think Pokepelago is an awesome addition. Um, so, first thing you should do in terms of upgrading, you should always upgrade the Bean Island first. Fun fact. Yes. Um, because more because you just get more beans, and that's really helpful. Um, just go there, get more beans. Then you can level everything else up, buy more islands faster. Um, so that that's my suggestion. Um, always do that. Uh, you can you can worry about everything else, but also the berry farming is fantastic. Um, yes, we were talking about this beforehand. The berry farming on the Pelago is fantastic. It makes everything super easy. It's not like the previous games where you had to like worry about fertilizer. I I don't forget about these berries. Like I forgot about them in prior games. Yeah. You- water them hooray yeah you don't have to water them or anything you can even make them grow faster with the whole like put beans in the basket to make them grow faster thing because pokey beans make things grow faster for some reason whatever um (laughs) these magical beans these magical beans let me tell you uh i've got more pokey bean tips i've got more pokey bean tips but we'll we'll move on uh very quickly well not very quickly um so on top of that there's also uh well, the Pokepelago the on the Bean Island, it's also possible that other Pokemon yeah, come and right. visit and might just stay. And you never know what kind of Pokemon that'll be. It could be something very common, but you may have missed, or something super rare that you've never encountered before. I know myself, I've gotten a Miss Magius level 52 show up on my island and stay. Yeah. And then I got a Matang that's now a Metagross after one level up. Mm-hmm. Now, no, there, and you now can do some I have really good stuff. And now I have a ghastly that's thinking about it now too. Yeah, I, I I've caught I've caught like three Lapras with it, and <laughs> it's just it's been nuts. Like you you get a lot of you. I think I, I should I should put a, a disclaimer on this and say you will get garbage. Yeah, you uh, will get garbage. <laughs> you will get garbage, Maybe. but yeah, yeah. I think the rarest thing I've gotten was a Trevenant. Yeah, I got a Trevenant the first time, and I didn't realize Trevenant was in this game uh, at all. Didn't realize it. Uh, and then I'm just like, oh, Trevenant's in this game. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, a few other things. Um, on uh, In both the Seafolk Village and the Pony Meadow, um, I know there's a... So you can have your Pokemon go in the Pokepelago and go get these shards. Um, you can actually go get those traded in once you have 30 of them of a single color to a guy in the Festival Plaza and he'll give you a bottle cap. Now, bottle caps are important if you haven't been following us for a while, um, because you can use those for hyper training, which essentially lets you edit IVs 
or superficially yes. uh, increase the IVs of certain Pokemon. Um, Usually so you it's need, with the level 100, so though. Yeah, right? they have to be level 100 to be able to do that. Uh, that's a good point, which you have another island for, actually. <laughs> Isle Evelup. Uh, <laughs> the names were so, so bad. Oh my gosh. But you can... So uh, you, you can. So, so let me, hmm? I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh, so you, I'm thinking like... That's been in my mind for a while. I was thinking, how's Little Cup going to work with the? You can't use that for Little Cup, then. Like, no, you're not going to be able to use Bottle Cup. You're not going to be able to use Bottle Caps for Little Cup. It's going to operate the same way that it did before. Gotcha. They are what they are. <laughs> and at the rate that you get Bottle Caps, it's still faster to like breed Pokemon properly. Like, it's just something we, we haven't Pokemon we haven't gotten rid of breeding. I think it's very useful for legendaries and things of that sort. Things that can't be bred. Yeah, I think it's very helpful. Just get the right nature on your tapu tapus when you catch them, and then you can artificially increase their IVs afterwards. Right? I'm not too worried about that. I, I'm more worried about I, I, like I'm not worried about Pokemon that I can breed naturally. Um, six IV dittos are sitting in a lot of Pokebanks right now. And uh, speaking of which, that we actually have some at Puckle, and we'll be giving them away next week at the uh, Chatbox Meetup on. Uh, December, what is it, 12th. So come by around 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll be there. I know Gator and I will have some uh, We'll have some 6IV dittos there. And for future reference, that is the only place you'll get them from us. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> will email us because they, probably in like six months, they're going to start emailing us, hey, can I get a 6IV ditto? Um, and it's going to be like, come to our chat box meetup. So that, what, that's what we always respond in the emails. So future reference, please do that. Uh, <laughs> So, um, so, but yeah, you can fish up these bottle caps from the, uh, from, from in Pony, Vil- in Pony Meadow and in Seafolk Village when you're fishing See, and I accidentally get an it, item. I keep, I keep pronouncing it Pony. Is it Pony? I don't know. I, I keep it, saying it it's might. Pony, but I could say, I could see Pony and somebody could be like yelling at me in their car right now. No, it's Pony. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> saying, saying, saying that you're saying it wrong. You keep saying Pony. It's supposed to be Pony. I mean, you could be right. Uh, I don't know. I am just waiting. Wait till the anime tomorrow. tells me what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's still a few other things I want to talk about because uh, there's a, we'll get to some breeding, but I want to get to uh, filling up your Pokedex tips real yes. quick. Uh, because there's a lot of evolutions that you have to do by level up, right? So that's a very yes. difficult thing to do. But say, so like some Pokemon are really bad, like Dratini and... Uh, <sighs> And let's say uh, even Jing Mo'o. They're, they're, well, Jing Mo'o, you catch it at a high enough level, you should be able you to catch get it enough final. that level it up twice. And yeah, you level up twice, evolved. you have a Komo'o. Um, so, uh, but they're like, Dratini's really bad, and Bagon. Bagon's pretty bad, too. And so, you have to level these guys up. And so, it needs, they need experience. Well, first of all, you can get a Lucky Egg real easy after you catch 50 Pokemon in your Pokedex. You can go talk to Professor Kukui. At his lab, he'll give you a lucky egg. That's isn't that post game though? No, that's not even post game. That's not. You can, no, if nope. you have fifty Pokemon registered as caught in your Pokedex, just go to Mele Mele Island and go talk to Kukui in his lab, and he'll give you a lucky egg. Cool. Um, the second thing is Pokemon Refresh. Now, a lot of people confuse this with friendship. I want to say right out the bat that Pokemon Refresh hearts do not equal friendship. 
Um, I know a lot of people have had that confusion. We've actually had a couple conversations over Twitter and through other various means about that. Viger and I even had a conversation about that during today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Type null won't evolve. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people get very frustrated. Well, because the fre- refresh doesn't equal hearts. The only Pokemon that uses that to evolve is Sylveon. Um, Eevee into mm-hmm. Sylveon, you need two of those hearts. Um, but as well as real- knowing a fairy type move. So, you know, in refresh, you can send <laughs> Poke Beans to, uh, to your Pokemon. And that increases their happiness and stuff. But I, what I'm going to tell you, you probably didn't know, is that if you feed them a rainbow bean, they'll get two hearts, like, instantaneously for you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you're it's already there. Now, if you get four hearts in Pokemon Refresh, that Pokemon will start tr- being treated as a traded Pokemon of sorts and get boosted experience points. Um, so if you want to get those experience points faster on top of that lucky egg, mind you... You can uh, you can feed them two rainbow beans and they'll actually get um, boosted experience points. So save those rainbow beans, kids. Yes, uh, <laughs> do not exchange them. And only one you only need one of them to evolve an Eevee into a Sylveon, actually. So, um, but when we want to talk about regular friendship, which which is everybody's like, is there a shortcut to that? Uh, there actually is. Uh, <laughs> Actually, is if you get one of the Eevee reducing berries. Now, let me pull up a list because I am not uh, big on the names of berries, and there is a there are sirens outside. Um, I just heard that. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I, I live really close to a uh, fire department, so I'm not very surprised. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there are uh, there are there there. Are, this is really hard with the sirens. Uh, there are six berries that are used to uh, decrease EVs. So these can you can use these to actually reset EVs. This is what we're going to have instead of super training this time around to reset EVs. Um, you can use the pomeg berry, the kelpsy berry, the qualop berry, the han the hamdu berry, the grepa berry, and the tomato berry. These will My all favorite. Yeah, I remember the tomato. I remember the tomato. The tomato. Berry. The tomato's always been there. I I remember the tomato berry, but the other the others I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but these six berries will lower EVs, but also increase friendship. Um, in uh, <laughs> in uh, Pokemon. So actually, what you do is you give the Pokemon a Soothe Bell, which you can find very early on on Route Three. A very easy find. You just talk to a man, and he'll give it to you. Um, if you have that Pokemon, hold that Soothe Bell. And you feed them forty of these EV reducing berries, they'll max out their friendship. They don't even need to have EVs in that stat. It'll say their stat can't go any lower, but their friendship got higher. So on if you it. feed them about forty of them, sometimes a little bit less, depending on the Pokemon and what their base friendship is. So okay, uh, Type Null speed sucks. So I'm just gonna yeah. start shoving tomatoes down his throat. Well, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter which ones it is. If it, you just reset his EVs, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, and so it it doesn't matter because I think right now I only have a couple of these. I don't I don't have tomato, and that makes me really sad. I want to get all of them. If you have a tomato berry, Viger, I can trade you something for a tomato berry. I have uh, eighty seven. Well, we should trade <laughs> yes, for a tomato yeah. berry. Uh, we should trade for a tomato berry then, because I've been I've been looking for a tomato berry. Because um, right now I only have Qualot and Hondu. Um so. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk after the yeah, show. We'll talk after yeah. the recording. Yeah. <laughs> I have some Pokemon that I need to trade to evolve, so we'll get, we'll get yeah, some. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, we'll make an arrangement. Um, but we're gonna, we're, but you can use that, and it'll max out the friendship so you can evolve things faster. So hopefully people can use that tip to help them evolve some of their stuff faster. Um, also, there are a lot of Pokemon that you need to catch in that Pokedex. 
that aren't available uh, very easily. They have to go through these SOS encounters, which I'm sure everybody's very familiar with at this point, um, where the Pokemon calls for help. So they don't always have to call for help for a Pokemon of their uh, species, which I'm sure almost everybody knows by now. But if not, that's what you know. Um, So there's there's actually a list of, I believe, uh, seven Pokemon that are only available through this method in the Pokemon Sun and Moon... uh, Sun and Moon uh, decks. So Sableye is one of them. Uh, the easiest way to get one is to go to Ten Carat Hill and get into get a Carbink to start SOS battles. A great way to do that is Adrenaline Orb, one HP, and with False Swipe, yeah, it'll eventually call Sableye. Very easy. Uh, Happini and Chansey, for that matter, are available via SOS, and that's the only way to get them. You have to get them to SOS. I think the biggest one, though, that is, and I think Scrawn's like cl- yes, clawing to the walls yeah. to try and get to us, is uh, Mari- Marini. Yeah, Marini. Yeah, that's that's with Corsola. And Marini? it's the. Yeah, Marini. Um, it's a uh, water. It's essentially a water poison. Uh, it is a water thorn. poison with the new ability Merciless. It's really cool. It's. it's Toxapex that's fully evolved form is Scrawn's new favorite Pokemon. Yeah, it's a really cool Pokemon <laughs> that I think is gonna be is gonna see some competitive play. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, it it's basically it's, got a protect that poisons anybody that comes into physical contact with it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh but yeah, Marini is there. Um and so that that one you can only get with Corsal, which is a five percent encounter rate, by the way. Uh so that's that's a lot of fun to get. Um Another one's Gumi. Now, now the next the next four I'm going to talk about are what are called weather SOSs, which yeah, means that there has to be weather in play. It doesn't have to be natural weather in the route. It can be activated by rain dance or sandstorm or hail. Um, those are just harder yeah. to keep up. I would suggest doing this when there is natural weather. Because it's just uh, easier. Yeah, it's just easier. Um, because you don't have to worry about keeping those weather conditions up. So Gumi, Gumi is caught in the rain. Uh, cause that's where Goomies would want to be. So the best place to get it is actually near, uh, Po Town, I think, cause that's, it's always raining there. Um, so Goomy is there. Um, now the way SOS battles work is that it just alters the SOS table, which Pokemon can be called upon. And so you can get in battle with anything on Po, in Po Town. Like you could, it could be a Fero, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just have the Fero keep calling and calling and calling. And then eventually, instead of calling another Fero, it'll call a Goomy. Um, also why? what'll happen there, huh? Why? Like, why? <laughs> why not? I guess, uh, is the answer there. You'll eventually run into a Gumi though. Uh, the yeah. other one that'll actually appear in rain cast form will appear in more than just rain. He'll appear in also hail and he'll also appear in sand, but cast form is another one of these. Hmm. Why does he show what? up in sand? He just does. I don't know why. He shows up in all the weather, con- any weather condition, yeah, essentially. I think any weather condition he just shows up in, despite mm-hmm. not having a sandstorm form. Yeah. Um, hmm. So Casform will show up in any of those. So so sometimes he'll be SOSing, trying to get like a Gumi or something, and he'll run into a Castform. Or you, even... Uh, so the next one is uh, Gabite, actually. So you can get a Gibble and a Garchomp in this game. You can get like almost all the dragons in this game. Pretty uh, much. Which is really interesting. I mean, I, if we had more time, I'd go into depth about some other mechanics here. But um, so, Gabite is a weather-related one as well, and you can catch him in the how do you? It's the Hainai Desert. I want to say Hainai Haina Desert. Haina Desert. Haina. I'm wrong. Or Haina right Desert. Tiger. 
I think it's Heine, Heine Desert. The Heine Desert. Yeah, sure. The Heineken Desert. Um, uh, and so, uh, but if you just SOS in the sand with anything, you will eventually get a gabite to show up. Uh, which is really nice. Same for uh, Vanillite and Vanilla. Uh, what's the second one? Vanillite and Vanillish. Vanillish. Vanillish that's right. Um, they, they'll appear in Hail uh, by Tapu Village and on the mountain, respectively. Um, so that that's how you get them. It, it'll sometimes hail on the mountain, so that helps you there, too. So keep those in mind. Uh, these are seven Pokemon that are probably going to be the hardest ones for you to get and probably be the last ones you get for your Pokemon. I think, actually, I'm just, and I'm just thinking of this out loud, Lucario might be... I do not believe Lucario, Lucario is not um, is not an SOS. Actually, he is. I'm looking at the list on us. Uh, Am Cerebi. I wrong? Oh, my gosh. Well, no, Lucario <laughs> is, but Riolu is not. I didn't include those Pokemon that yeah. have lower stages available, I believe. Yeah, he's just he's just on the list with uh, Sableye, uh, Espeon, and Umbreon, actually, as well. Yeah, I didn't include them because you can catch an EV outside of that. I, I only... I only I, these are SOS, like, exclusive families, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Riolu, I believe, is catchable outside of an SOS battle, so I didn't include Lucario. Right. Um, Gengar's SOS as well. That's actually would be a good to That'd be a really fun one to, like, stumble upon during your first playthrough, you know? Just be like, oh, I found a Gengar. He's actually only found in the uh, thrifty Mega Mart. Yeah. Where most of the ghost types are. Where most all the, where most of the ghost types are, but just a trade exclusive Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool in though. The wild. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, we actually I we actually talked about that on the uh, on the uh, trivia show that's going to be on. Uh, <laughs> so right. uh, moving on I to filling up your poke- <laughs> 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 you'll, you'll get you'll get some fun stuff about that on Thursday. Um, so on t- to top that off, um, one last thing I wanted to talk about because this is another thing that people are going to be really interested in, and I want to wrap this segment up before it goes on too long is that uh, Destiny Knots. Uh, these are really big for breeding. Maximus can attest to that. Um, yes. Yeah, tell, tell everybody what Destiny Knots for, Maximus. Destiny Knot was one of the most, one of the, I'll say one half of the most crucial items when it comes to breeding. Mm-hmm. It allows you to keep five EVs, IVs, EVs, IVs, from the pair of Pokemon, but the choice of EVs chosen from the, the pair of Pokemon are random. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you can do five. It, it can be all five from one Pokemon, or all five on the other one, or it can even be mixed. So three, two, two, three, and what stat is taken over from each Pokemon is random as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, basically, okay. everything I just said is pretty much random. Yeah, that's how the Destiny not. <laughs> but it's really important, especially if you want to breed like really good IV Pokemon in with the uh, bottle caps not being as easy to find and needing to level up to 100. This will probably be the way that a lot of people are still going to make it a lot of common Pokemon. So, uh, the so the Destiny Knot's actually a little bit harder to get this game than in previous games. Uh, in Auras, it was kind of difficult because it was a random thing after the contest. Somebody would just hand one to you. Uh, now, initially, what people are going to notice is that it's 64 battle points of the battle tree. Yeah. Now, this is uh, that's, that's a little rough. That's pretty good. Well, that's still pretty rough because you got to get 64 b- battle points of the battle tree, and that's going to take you a little bit without Pokemon that you've bred for. That's going to be a little hard. The battle tree is really hard. We can do an episode on this on its own as well at some point. Oh, well, that's um, right. Yeah, and you can also get battle points through the uh, battle royale as well, but it's still harder without EV Pokemon. 
But there is a way mm. to get the, get them without the EV Pokemon. Now, what you can do is you can get a poke, a bunch of Pokemon with the ability pickup. This is this is a quote. I want to I want to say a drive came up with this from YouTube. Um, now, it's typically been a higher level item. Like you probably needed to be in like level seventy or something. I would suggest trying to get Pokemon with the pickup ability at that level. But if you can't, that's fine. Now, what you do is every time you battle, there's a chance they'll pick something up. And if you've got a whole party full of them, there's eventually, eventually one of them's going to pick up a Destiny Knot. And you can probably get a Destiny Knot within like a couple of hours doing this. Just a suggestion. Like, just I, if you're going around trying to evolve something, have a few pickup Pokemon in there. Check what they're holding every once in a while. And eventually one of them will be holding a Destiny Knot. So, just food for thought, right? Um, it might be easier than trying to get 64 battle points. Because it that battle tree is pretty rough. It is pretty rough. Or you uh. could come and take that six ID, IV ditto we have, and maybe it'll be holding a destiny knot. Who knows? I'm not saying I'm giving out destiny knots or anything, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that I think that's it. There, I definitely have more tips and tricks to talk about, but I want to kind of wrap it up here. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add? Um. I would just say uh, when you're going with Zygarde, if you're oh, trying yes. to figure out him, the cores are very important to have because they're the ones responsible for unlocking different moves that your Zygarde will have access to. Mm-hmm. If you want to get Land's Wrath or Thousand Arrows or Thousand Waves onto your Zygarde, you have to find the specific core that knows that move. And mm-hmm. then reforming Zygarde to, the, to knowing that specific move. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's true. To the eye. That's true. Also, finding the the Zygarde cells. Some of them are day and night like dependent. So keep that yeah. in mind. There is a. Uh, I, I want to say, it's it would be pretty difficult to find exactly where all the cells are. But luckily, there is a full list of locations on Cerebi as to where yes. every single cell and core can be found. It'll get so, especially frustrating when you're at ninety nine out of a hundred. Let me. Yeah, let me tell and you. you're looking, for, <laughs> and then you have to start at route one. Figuring yep. out which one you may have missed. So, yeah. It's just yep. something to keep in touch with. Any last things like to mention, Maximus? Yeah. Yeah. Get your hiking boots on because you'll be traveling for a while. <laughs> oh, one more thing I wanted to say. And this is yeah, just. Yeah, go for it. Ma- since Maximus is here and we're talking about breeding and everything. Um, probably the best place to get the most mileage out of uh, your breeding, just so, like the number of steps, hop on the Tauros and right out of uh, the village, just keep going up and down the main street on Hia Hia City. Wait, actually, Viger, there's uh, so the community actually found a better way to do it. Let me okay. tell you this: uh, you it. go outside of the uh, if you go outside of the uh, daycare, the nursery. Yes, there's a little like fenced-in area right there. Yes. Um, it's just big enough that you can call the Tauros Poke Ride, and if you just dash in circles, it counts as steps. And yeah. one, it lets you watch the uh, nursery lady cross her arms to let you know that another egg's ready. And two, uh-huh. you just have to go in a circle. All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mindlessly. So that, that that is a good tip to bring up, though. That is a good tip yes. to bring up. Where is the most... There's no uh, Lumio City Tower yeah. that you could just stick a dime into your uh, yeah, you, you yes, can't do that just... anymore in general, I don't think. <laughs> I think they got rid of that, unfortunately. So, it. But it's still, it's still a good tip to know. It's still a good tip to know. 
All right, so that's it, guys. Uh, we, if you have any more questions, you can obviously send them to PucklePodcast and gmail.com. But until then, we are going to take a short break and go to commercials, so we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Come on over to Ryehorn Steakhouse. We're throwing some mighty nice specials where you can buy two Bluminatas for the price of one or even a limited time limited time filet of Feebas. Come on Wednesday where you can get a three-course meal for $11.99. Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. Poke of the episode. And on to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 724. Decidueye, the Aeroquill Pokemon. Its Pokemon Sun Pokedex entry states, It fires Aeroquills from its wings with such precision, they can pierce a pebble at distances over 100 yards. Alright, so I'm going to preface this right now and say that Decidueye is not showing up too well in the OU meta right now. Uh, (laughs) But I still think he's a really cool Pokemon. He's got a lot of cool utility that you can use him for. Um, So... Uh, there's actually some really cool stuff to do. First of all, he gets to fog in his move set, in his move pool. Uh, it's mm-hmm. an egg move through uh, Rufflet currently, and then when Pokebank opens up, Swanna will add it to it as well. But unfortunately, it's just uh, just Rufflet right now. But uh, so that's really cool. You can actually he's built pretty balanced so that you can run him as a mixed attacker or have mixed stats. Your his move pool is definitely going to want you to make him a uh, a uh, a physical attacker though. But you could definitely run something. He's he's got Defog, and he's not weak to Stealth Rocks. This is the first time in a long time that we had a Pokemon not weak to Stealth Rocks with Defog. Um, yes, so he can clear easy. these hazards really nicely. Um, you can so you can give him Defog. Uh, I'd say Roost for recovery because he's going to need it um, if you're running this kind of set. Um, now uh, Spirit Shackle is his signature move, and I would run that as well. Uh, U-turn. I'd give him leftovers for recovery, and uh, and if you can at some point give him long reach, it's way better. But uh, his hidden ability is not out, out yet, so overgrow it is. Long reach yeah. is uh, is an ability where he can do if he hits with a physical attack that makes contact, it'll act as if he didn't make contact. So for uh, th- for Aegislash's uh, King Shield, it won't make it won't make a difference for. Static ability, it won't make a difference for the merciless ability. It won't make flame a body that kind of stuff. Yeah, Not- exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, you probably want to do a bulkier set. Now it depends on where uh, where the meta goes because it's still in a very unstable place. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you played any of it yet, Maximus? I'm assuming not, since you're you're just finishing the game. Yeah, I'm just finishing. All right. Yeah, I've yeah. been done. Yeah, so I so I right now I would currently just run two fifty two HP. Um, I think special defense just to give him like a more well rounded defensive structure. I'd go two fifty two in as well, um, just because his, his defense is higher than his special defense. Yeah, um, and so just just do that. I mean he he'll avoid uh, some one hit KOs from some prominent stuff right now. But uh, it, I'd have to say, given the fact that Dark Tight knockoff. Uh, oh sets, well, okay. So, so prevalent. So, so knockoff isn't going to be as prevalent as it once was, because uh, knockoff it was a move tutor move prior to this gen, right? And so you're not going to see so many Pokemon carrying knockoff 
Um, I mean, until banks released. Once banks released, then like all gloves are. Oh open. yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, right now, I'm thinking for the bank meta, the pre-bank meta. I know a lot of people are playing the bank, the bank OU meta. Um, but I'm doing this because of the UUTC, which we should have some announcements for next week. Um, but uh, those are, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Um, our our OU tournament that's going to be on the cartridge. It's going to start before bank happens, so your teams aren't going to be carrying that. So. Some some food for thought. Um, now you can go you can go totally physical with this as well. Uh, I'd almost like to say that's where you should go. Uh, you so can you else. can. I think I think Decidueye is going to find his niche as a defogger. That's why I brought that setup yeah. first. I think that's where he's really going to find his niche in the meta once it settles. Once he's able to defog and then shackle somebody from retreating. Yeah, no, isn't that, that really, really cool? Is, that it'd be fantastic. Really does mess with everything. Like, say you could shackle somebody who's a. Uh, Who's just like shackle a fighting type in there, right? That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but so another thing you could definitely play is you can definitely play you can definitely play physical. He has access to swords dance, uh, and you could probably run either and you can run a life orb or something like that. But he gets swords dance. He also gets sucker punch, which is fantastic, and he mm-hmm. gets he gets leaf blade. I mean, his his cover his move pool is like not shallow at all. It's fantastic, and so. I mean, I would just go 252 attack, 252 speed. He's still rather slow. What's his base speed? It's like 80, right? Uh, 70. Yeah. I lied. I lied. Yeah, he is not terribly fast. Yeah, no, no. So. He, yeah, this is where you'd want to go with that. I mean, you'd want to try. 70 is like probably the cutoff for what I'd say, like speed investment's worth it. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's borderline. It's borderline. In this generation, yes. Uh, <laughs> speed investment's totally worth it, because everything else is slow. Uh, uh, but give him a jolly nature, you can boost you. 262 speed, that's fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have been trying to run, like, choice specs and stuff like that. I Or choice scarf. Everything needs a choice scarf to do anything, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pretty much. Everything needs a choice scarf nowadays. Yeah, Shamu and I were just talking about it. We were talking about building a team for the uh, patrons at Patreon. Because uh, we're they, they help us pick a Pokemon now every month to build a team around. And then they'll get that Pokemon distributed to them. Uh, once we build mm-hmm. a team around it and we use it on Twitch a few times. We'll distribute that Pokemon to them. And uh, we were we were talking about which Pokemon to use. and Or which Pokemon to let them choose from this week, this month. And they said, uh, and so we were talking about it. And Shamu's like, "Well, what do you want to build?" He goes, "How about how about we give them a st- choice uh, of a scarf set, another scarf set, and a scarf set? Because everything needs a scarf to do anything now." And I'm just like, "Like that's true, Shamu, but let's try to build it without it, you know?" Uh, how can you? <laughs> I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard. But uh, a lot of things need scarf, which is unfortunate. And I and I guess with uh, the implementation of Z moves now, it's entirely possible that. Deciduum Z could be used for a Deciduum Z. Oh, yeah, you could definitely do it. I wouldn't suggest it right now. I, I feel like your Z move would be better spent somewhere else. True. Um, it, just because I, I don't see any need for hit. I, I don't see Deciduum as your main attacker. I no. see him as a as a bulkier attacker for you to play around with, but I don't see him as like your main sweeper. Like You're going to sweep with this guy. He's very situational. and is, I'd almost have to say Decidueye is more of a disruptor than anything else. Yeah, I, Being I, able like to I said, defog like, entry hazards and then being able to shackle Pokemon yeah, and not exactly. allow him to switch. He's more of a he's more of a walking, talking hazard than anything else. Like I, like I told you, I think that's where he's going to settle in the meta. 
Um, yeah. But he does have a card coming out in February. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Decidui GX. It evolves from Dartrix. Not um, EX. This is GX. GX. This is different for reasons. Uh, because they want to rotate EX Pokemon out of the current TCG meta. Um, so let's see what he gets. So he gets an ability called Feather Arrow. And so once during your turn before you attack, you can put two damage counters on one of your opponent's Pokemon. That's interesting. One of them, um, which means benched Pokemon are also included in that. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, that's something that would uh, play really well with the... Uh, now, I'm not saying this is going to be a good card because it takes a lot of setup, but uh, it, it's pretty much a consistent Crobat, um, Yeah, which is really cool. Um, it, but again, there is some setup because he's a stage two, and that's yeah. going to take a little bit. But he, you do a- get, you, right now you do have, I think... Uh, Maximus might know this if I'm wrong, but Force of the Giant Plants, is that still a card? Is that still in rotation? Yes, that's still in rotation. Yeah, okay, so uh, Force of the Giant Plants could get you there faster. Um, he gets uh, he get, he has a GX move. These are moves that you're only allowed to use once per TCG match, uh, and that's for one grass energy, and it's called Hollow Hunt GX. Put three cards from your discard pile into your hand. Wow, that feels really underwhelming. But I, I don't know if in a grass deck I would ever want cards to come back out of my discard. But maybe, maybe it could find a niche. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, um, they're trying to rework the whole thing now with GX yeah. cards, so it might yeah. play into it. Um, and then its attack is uh, its other attack is Razor Leaf, which is one uh, one grass energy and a double colorless um, for ninety, which is kind of weak for like a three energy attack. But I know they are definitely trying to slow things down. But I could but I could I mean, see some use as a utility card from this. It's just going to take up if, a lot of space. And if, I mean, with Razor Leaf and its ability, if you, that is a 110 attack if you decide well, the, to use the, the ability on one Pokemon and then Well, the Feather the Arrow, Pokemon. I think you're allowed to use it. Um, you're allowed Once, to use it while it's on the bench. Well, so, that, like, Feather Arrow, yeah, can be used on a Pokemon on the bench, but it which, can also well, no, be no, used you on could a use it. You could use it while Decidueye's on the bench. Yeah, that too. That's what I. That's what I would see you using it as. I wouldn't be using it as a poker uh, as a card to attack, per right. se. But it, it, the difference between that and like the Golbat cards is that this will take up a lot of room in your deck. True. Um, it, it just just to get there because even Rollet and Dartrix won't do anything for you. It, no. You want you need to get you to have Decidueye. to evolve to Decidueye. Mm-hmm. So that 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 I can see being a little iffy, but. I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting card. Uh, and the problem is also if that gets knocked out, that's two prize cards for your opponent. Yep. So, Still follows the EX rules. Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 interesting. We'll see where it goes. Um, I like if Yushiro were to at, were to rate this on his podcast, I would probably say somewhere in the middle. I don't know if it's going to be a good card or a bad card. Yeah. I would just I would just say it's a it's a it's, it's kind an okay of a card. meh card. Yeah, I mean, it. We, I it, honestly, I'm not. I'm not good enough to speculate in the TCG meta and where it's going to go. Yeah, so, uh, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if it did, performed well. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll say that. Okay. That. So, so trivia on Decidueye. There is a few bits. Nothing too crazy, but. And there was something else I wanted to say along with like its name and origin stuff, and okay. also current theories with starter grass types and whatnot. So, uh, mm-hmm. trivia-wise, Decidueye is now the lightest final form of a starter Pokemon, weighing at just over 80 pounds, so we're 36 and a half kilograms. Mm-hmm. It is also the only Pokemon in the Flying A group that is not Flying-type. 
because of its dual grass and ghost type. I think it's really interesting. Well, and it, that it was flying type as a base form. Yeah, which <laughs> also flying. plays into the next one that Decidueye is the only starter Pokemon to have its secondary type change upon evolution. It's awesome. going from going from flying to the much better ghost type. Mm-hmm. And then along with Incineroar, Primarina, and and I Malo. Malo. The character. The character Malo, yeah. Decidueye was preemptively leaked before its actual trailer showcased it. And I guess maybe that played into why that trailer became a film. I think that trailer happened because of the data mine. That trailer reminds me of uh, – because the data mine happened just before it. Yeah. Like to me it was uh, – uh, screw you and your data leak. We're just going to get everything <laughs> out anyway. Yeah. And that's what happened. So one thing that many people have probably noticed right now is that there there usually is a theme when it comes to the starter Pokemon. How like yeah, I've mentioned it type, before. Yeah, yeah, like the fire types are based off of the Chinese zodiac animals. The water types are amphibious. Grass types are usually based off of previously extinct. Actually, actually, animals. I have I have a I have a different theory about the water types. I think they're all based on weapons. Hmm. Wrap that one around, but I think I, I actually I think I figured I out how Primarina follows into it because a lot of people yeah. are like, "Well, where's Primarina go into that?" Primarina's bombs. <laughs> I guess her voice, maybe I don't know. But no, either well, way, because she, because she makes bubbles that blow up. True bombs, yeah. So <laughs> bombs, and then you have you have obviously uh, Samurott, which is swords. Yeah. You have uh, you have Empoleon, which is a trident. Um, you have Greninja, which is shurikens. You have go for uh, Thatch. He's brass knuckles. He's brass knuckles. <laughs> um, what about? Well, I thought that was Swampert. No, no, Swampert's the uh, the fan. Ah, like the, right. Uh, he's the fan. Um, and then there's uh, Blastoise, who's cannons. True. So yeah, I somebody was asking me, well, how does Primarina fit into that? When I was talking to them about that, and bombs. it's bombs. I figured it out. Bombs. So anyway, bubble bombs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, with uh, the grass types, it's usually based off of extinct, like, prehistoric Pokemon. And it's like, well, how does Decidueye fit into that? He's an owl. We see those all the time. Well, many people say that Decidueye's physiology is more reminiscent of the now extinct stilt owl. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. extinct, even though, like, Dartrix looks more like a barn owl, but Decidueye, I guess physiology wise is more reminiscent of a stilt owl he is if you is, look at the picture of a stilt owl decidueye looks like 100 percent like which which interesting enough and i'm reading this right off the wikipedia page the stilt owls are a genus of true owls which contains four species all of which lived on the hawaiian islands but mm-hmm. are now extinct so not Isn't only it? is it an extinct owl it's also hawaiian which alola is based off of so it couldn't yep. be any more perfect if you tried Yep, just fit it in with that theory, and also that, just on a, on a fun note with me and Thatch with the names, Decidueye maybe our personal favorite, but I still think uh, Juniper, its Japanese <laughs> name, is pretty darn cool. No, it's still well. pretty good. <laughs> but that's going to be it for Decidueye, guys. If you want to know more about competitive Pokemon, you can actually check out Scrawn's new in the meta article. It's back on the website. You can also watch. Sometimes I fly try to do uh, Decidueye analysis on R slash Puckle. Um, and you can also go read all the other awesome articles on FucklePodcast.com. So we are going to kick it 
over to the mailbag from here, guys. So let's uh, let's cue that mailbag music. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And nobody said hooves. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And so uh, we're gonna we're gonna dig into some of your guys' emails. We had a lot of emails this time because I, I let this go like two weeks without any emails being read on the show. So I apologize if your email does not get read. Um, if it doesn't get read, I I promise you that this week I will figure out a solution. I might write an article where like I respond to your emails or something like that, or at least post them on the website so others can read them. Uh, That's because writing, uh, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Because a lot of you wrote in a lot of very interesting uh, emails in response to what is your favorite part of Sun and Moon. So I really, I really, really do want to get into that for you guys. So um, here we go again, guys. Uh, or here, here we go. So as always, though, we will give out the Green Taurus badge to any of these emails that we deem worthy. So let's let's dig right on in then, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I got this first one from uh, the British Gent. Dear Thatch and co-hosts and fellow Puckalonians, it is I, the British gent, and I'm going to get straight to the point of the mailbag. The best thing about Sun and Moon is that it comes out. The amount of info we are being have been given is unreal. Apart from the leaks and now people having the game before they should and spilling it all over the net, it's been too much info. But now we have the game. Let's all just sit, relax, and enjoy it. As of right now, there is less than 12 hours before the game comes out everywhere, apart from Europe. And I cannot wait for Amazon to drop off my game. Fingers crossed early so I can start my journey. <laughs> I'd like to know if he got it early or not now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have not looked slash seen slash watched any of the leaks or any of the last news released since we found out about Red and Blue. I want the excitement of how I played Red, Blue slash Gold, Silver again. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen just because of the way that games are released now, I think. Yeah. Um, just be, I think they just hype the way they hype games is just like spilling the content all over the floor. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to discover it all and finally join in with the rest of the world. This does mean I have not listened to any of your news in the last podcast or been on your site or chat box, nor will I be joining you on Saturday when you stream online. Sorry. Uh, till my tickets for Alola, I'll catch you guys on the flip flop. Uh, Catch you later, British. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't listen to the show for like several weeks uh, leading up to the release of Sun and Moon. So please feel free to do that uh, if you haven't already. Uh, so who wants to grab this next one from random listener? Figer? Maximus? Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Okay. So, Alola, popcorn people. The random listener here back at it again with the mailbag. After what seems like a mountain of university work and a millennia of plugging my ears, shouting la 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 to avoid sun and moon spoilers, metaphorically and literally, I've finally been released from my prison to fully enjoy that which is the seventh generation of Pokemon. Now I'm going to skip story time today and go straight to the mailbag. Moon isn't going to play itself. 
So, what was my favorite part of Gen 6? I definitely say the transformation from 2D to 3D. Getting to explore Kalos' beautiful landscapes in full 3D was amazing. The Pokemon models were fantastic as well. On top of all that, getting to relive my first ever Pokemon adventure with Alpha Sapphire really hit home with me. 10 out of 10 would Pokemon again. <laughs> Poorly spelled as well, but that's the. Point. I think that's hilarious. That's a hilarious. I think you, I think that is it. too. Ten um, out of ten would poker man again. <laughs> and with that, I have an Alolan vacation to attend to. Here's a parting comment: Float like a butterfly, sting like a beedrill. Crab brawler shouldn't have been a freaking water fighting type. No, I'm super happy he's an ice fighting type. Should've you know, it, it makes so much sense. You know why crab brawler is ice fighting? Uh, because uh, Crab Brawler himself is uh, based on a crab that doesn't actually go in the water. It lives on land, right? And so so that's the first part. That's why he's not even water type to begin with there. Uh, Second part, he evolves into uh, Crabominable, which is based on the Yeti Crab, which is another crab that doesn't go in the water that often. And it's called the Yeti Crab, so they're just like, ah, he's like a Yeti, like an Abominable Snowman. And so they made him an ice type, which I think is a really cool like way to interpret the uh, Yeti crab. Yeah. So I think the ice type is definitely worthy there. I didn't see the ice type coming, which was a pleasant surprise for me. It's also a unique type type combination. Ice there's fighting? no other. There's yeah. no other ice fighting type. Nope. Just crab. So I think, yeah, I think that's really cool. Even though it's not like a great typing, but it's it's still really cool. Yep. Anyway, best wishes to you and yours, the random listener. All right. Uh, you want to grab this next one then from Artem uh, Maximus? No problem. Uh, from hope I, yeah, hope I say his name right. <laughs> Artem? Artem. Artem. That's what I think. Okay. Dear Thatching co-hosts, my name is Artem. I have been listening to your show since I was 11. I am now 13 years old. My favorite features from Gen 7 were either that SOS well, SOS which raised shiny encounter rates or that trainers use different Pokeballs. I love the Team Skull use Nest Balls. Oh my gosh. Like that's first of all amazing, right? Yeah. That they're using different Pokeballs. Also, let's let's just take a moment and be like, you know what's back? Apricorn Balls are back. Yes, apricorn balls. Lots of people balls. are using apricorn balls, and it's fantastic, and it's just amazing. We should all just we should all take a moment to appreciate that apricorn balls are back. Yes, <laughs> even if they're in, back in a very limited capacity, still uh, they're back. <laughs> they're still back, and you see a lot of people use them, and it makes me really sad that we can't buy them. I'm hoping in like the next Pokemon game that we can do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, keep going. Uh, keep going, Maximus. All right. On a side note, thanks, Thatch, for giving me info on Exadrill, because now I'm using one on my OU team. Thanks, and I'll catch you on the flip-flop. Uh, all right. So that's from Artem. Okay, so our next one is from Wild Rattata. A wild Rattata appeared. Hello, Puckle Crew. Just dropping by to hopefully provide to the mailbag. Now, do I even need to spell out my favorite part about the new Pokemon? I mean, come on. Alolan Rattata first stole my heart immediately. I mean, have you scratched one of those majestic rodents on the head until it giggled in Pokemon Refresh? Way too cute. But I digress. You guys didn't cover the QR Island scans in your last show, and you probably will this week. 
Uh, unfortunately, I think he's referring to the show where it was the competitive show. We still didn't talk about island scans, and I really want to, uh, but I want to do it on another episode. Yeah. Um, because I think it is a huge part, and it's really cool. Probably next week we'll talk about island scans. Um, but if you haven't, you should definitely c- shed some light on this sweet new feature. It allowed me to catch a Cyndaquil very early game that I've been running ever since to complement where I roll it. Who, by the time you read this, should be a sweet Typhlosion slash Decidueye combo. But anyways, love the show. A wild Rattata fled. I guess that leaves us enough time to, like, talk about Island Scan. Have you guys done Island Scan yet? I haven't yet, I no. I have. Okay, so listen to Papa Thatch lay down some knowledge. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so Island Scan, so they add that cool QR scanner thing in your, uh, in, like, your regular menu. Yeah. And so if you scan a QR code, that gives you 10 points. And so after you get 100 points, it'll activate Island Scan, the ability to do Island Scan on one of your islands. So you fly to a particular island, and every day of the week, that island has a specific Pokemon that you can Island Scan for. And so they're all Pokemon that aren't in the Alolan decks. Like, uh, you can get all of the starters for all the Johto starters. You can get all the Unova starters this way. Oh. Uh-huh. And you can also get hmm. a, uh, a few random Pokemon like Horsey and Clink and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you just do that. And so those, those, uh, QR captures refresh one every two hours. So it's pretty much once a day you can do this. Once every, tw- excuse me, uh, once every, uh, 20 hours or so. So it's a very interesting feature. Very easy to do because if you need the QR codes, there's a few websites that just have all the QR codes that you could ever want on them. And you just take pictures of them. Super easy. So I would just suggest doing that. Look up what Pokemon's available that day and go get it, you know? This is all yeah. pre-bank, of course, because this is the only way to get uh, what's really big. Well, it's not really big, but what you can do in VGC right now is you can actually get uh, a Torkoal, right? It knows drought. And you can set up a Trick Room team in doubles, and then you can have a Lilligant and a Torkoal. And Lilligant Ooh. has After You, which is also really good, and it gets Chlorophyll. So even you don't need a, you don't even need the uh, the Sun, but you can even pair those with an Aura and Guru in Trick Room. Um, but you can, uh, use max special attack eruption, make the, uh, Torkoal go first or make him go, uh, go twice with max special attack, max health, Torkoal. It's great. Dang. It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it is. Uh, that is scary. <laughs> in doubles. But yeah, so it's really cool. Cause the only way to get an eruption though, is to catch that Cyndaquil and evolve it to a Typhlosion. Mm. Uh, but anyways, love the show. A wild Rattata. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next one is from uh, what's his name? Bold Weasel. Yeah, grab it, Viger. That's you. All right. How's it going, Puckle Crew? You ah. spelled how by <laughs> yeah. You get you get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Generation Seven is upon us, and it's pretty awesome. This was my first Pokemon game release since Gen Six had already been out for two years when I got my 3DS. So it was a so it was a blast. So after I found out about Sun and Moon a couple months ago, I got a one-way ticket on the hype train to Alola. I got Sun version, and I've been enjoying every bit of it. Now to the mailbag question. What I miss from Gen 6? Believe it or not, I sort of miss that everyone has a, was a tiny nugget person. 
I got to go. I got so used to it, and it's just awkward people at regular sized. Also, I really miss the grid system of movement since I got so comfortable with it. And I miss Poke Radar mainly because it was a breeze to get shinies. But finally, the thing I missed most is the freedom. In Sun and Moon, there is so much hand holding, it's crazy. At first, I thought the waypoints were cool and all, but then they just became very annoying. Also, on the third island, crazy, insanely mid-spoiler ahead, when Samson Oak tells you to follow the circle, the triangle, then square to get to the library, is it just me that found that obnoxious? Don't worry, I know the game is made for kids. Since all of my emails have been a little rock rough around the edges, I hope this makes it up up for it. Well, thanks in advance for the Green Tauros badge. Wink. <laughs> Sincerely, Bold Weasel. P.S. Thatch. Ramos is the gym leader of Kumarine City and gives you a gosh darn pliant badge. And who else happens to be the best leader in Kalos? Just get it right, man. Stop hating on him. Hashtag save Ramos. Where's Kumarine <laughs> City? Well, who is Ramos? <laughs> <laughs> what is this plant badge you're talking about? Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. You want to grab this last one for the day, uh, Maximus? Uh, Uncle Oshawott sent in this ba- mail badge. Or mail bag, not badge. Oh, my gosh. Aloha, my amazing Puckle family. Your favorite Oshawott is writing to in to give this impression of new Pokemon games. Pokemon Fleshy Souls and Digimon Adventures. <laughs> now, let me just say, these games are... Uh, tre- wait, what are we... Wait, we're talking about Sun and Moon? Oh, I mean, those are half-decent games. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, Moon version is a perfect embodiment of everything I love of Pokemon. In design, is a healthy mix of Gen 4 and Gen 5. The characters are quirky and memorable, while the story somewhat gets dark at points. It has fun at least moment. Team Skull and new designs are even challenging. My love for Maractus. I'm looking at you, Aloha Marowak. Man, there are so many good things about this game that I want to talk about, but then for the sake of your ears, I'll try to keep my mailbag centered on one subject, and that will be the music, of course. The music in this game is the best the series has ever offered. It feels almost criminal to play this game unit. The tunes are simply catchy and emotional. Really, all the pros you can ever ask for. The music just makes you want to dance until you want to catch a date with your bed. For anyone who doubts me, eat their foundation battle music. If you can listen what I'm feeling, well, listen to what, wait, if you can listen to that without feeling a, a smidge of excitement, well, then you just have a very sad person. Link. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, <he likes> it. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have for this email. Hope you lovelies have a marvelous week and have fun Pokemoning. Aloha, I'm going to say Aloha, Paco. This mailbox was provided by Topex, the official user of Course of Code. <laughs> that's oh hilarious because oh the Toxapex uh, so entry in the Pokedex part. says that it eats Corsola and like leaves the parts behind. It's really gruesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> which is weird because that's the only way you can get Marina is with a Corsola SOS. Well, it's battle. not weird. That explains why. It's because yeah, it must eat the Corsola. It's like, why would this thing come to help? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's it for the mailbag this week. Uh, were any of these emails uh, mailbag worthy to you guys? Hmm. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking. Uh, actually, this time, actually, Boyd Bleasel. Uh, yeah. I, um, even with yeah, the Ramos comment, I liked his a lot. So yeah, let's give it I'd to him. S- I'd say Bold Bleasel. Yeah. yeah. Bold Bleasel, you get the Green Taurus badge this week. Just go submit for it on the website, and it's all yours. All right then. So that's it for the mailbag this week, guys. Uh, of course, send in your uh, send in your emails to pucklepodcast at gmail dot com if you want them right on the show. Uh, so I think we're going to continue asking you guys uh, what your favorite part of Sun and Moon is. But I would also like to add on a- an additional part to that. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite tip or trick for Pokemon Sun and Moon? Uh, did we not mention something that you found out, and maybe you want to spread the knowledge? So yeah, send that in pucklepodcast at gmail dot com. That would be. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We really do. Also, if you want to be at the beginning of the show, feel free to send in a little uh, bumper at the beginning saying, coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. We'll be sure to put it at the beginning of the show. We really like that, and I really like that you guys are doing that for us. I really like that community participation. In addition to that, look out Thursday for the first edition of Puckle's Game Corner. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to just a show full of trivia-esque things like we do in this show. So we're uh, very – look, it was a lot of fun. We recorded it already, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, so uh, also, if you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Puckle Podcast on Twitter. Um, also, I'm on Twitter now, finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have my own personal Twitter, so if you want to yell at me and tell me that I get things incorrect on the show all the time, you can follow me personally, at Trainer Thatch. I think Viger has a Twitter as well. Uh, I'll let him yeah. shout that out. Uh, at Viger13. There it is. Um, Maximus, do you have a Twitter? Yes, but it's under reconstruction. I'm making another one. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, Stay and tuned so, for personal <laughs> ones for um, Pokemon. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. Stay tuned for that one. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pucklepodcast. You can tumble with us on Tumblr at pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. Subscribe to our subreddit where you can catch Sometimes I Fly's competitive analysis of the Pokemon of the Week, which is uh, at r slash puckle on Reddit. You can also go ahead and watch us on Twitch. Uh, streaming should be coming back up in the next week or so once we get some teams ready for uh, Twitch. So you can check that out at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. The the is very important there. Also, if you uh, feel like reviewing us on iTunes, that would be fantastic. I saw that actually one of my real life friends, Mark Mehal, uh, <laughs> wrote a wrote a review. Uh, very salty about not being invited to the wedding. Uh, <laughs> it was a small <laughs> wedding, Mark. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> uh, we did not have too many people there, so. I uh, hope you don't hate me, but he left us a five-star review, and I hope you will, too. It really helps people find us, and we really appreciate it. You can also uh, donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, which, is, uh, which uh, helps us out. We put all that money back into the show, and we can do some really crazy things with it. And if you feel like even a dollar... Uh, if you feel like a dollar won't do much, a dollar does help us out. So if you could just donate a dollar, that'd be fantastic. You're allowed to come to these live shows that we do every month, and it's fantastic. It's a really good time. Uh, did I cover everything? I think I did. So I, I guess so. here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Mr. Maximus. And I'm Viger. And it's closing time.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.